Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick with you today. An estimated 4.9 million young Americans between 16 to 24 are neither working nor in school. And we've been bringing you stories of these disconnected youth as part of the 2017 County Health Rankings Report. It's a collaboration with the University of Wisconsin Population Health Institute and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. In the last few weeks, we've heard about local initiatives in places like Phoenix and Chicago to reconnect youth with education and work experiences. But there are efforts at the federal level as well. So we go to Congress now, where Democratic Congressman Bobby Scott of Virginia is the ranking member of the Education and Workforce Committee in the House. In March, Scott introduced the Opening Doors for Youth Act. It's designed to address the phenomenon phenomenon of disconnected youth. While it's unlikely to get through this Congress, the bill has over 50 co-sponsors, and it's the most ambitious effort by the federal government to address the issue of disconnected youth. There are 5 million disconnected youth in the country, young people 16 to 24, not in school and not at work. And so they're just uh, kind of floating around uh, waiting to get in trouble. So, Congressman, you've got the opening doors for Youth Act. That's $5.5 billion How does it start to address the problem? Well, first of all, it authorizes money for summer jobs and then money for year-round jobs and then additional money for uh, services for youth, education, training, um, social service supports to get young people on the right track and keep them on the right track. When you have young people that are not in school and not on the job, they're just prime targets for gang recruitment. They're more likely, significantly more likely to be involved in crime and delinquency, more likely to get involved in teen pregnancy. And uh, we spend a lot of money after the fact in incarceration, social services as a result of uh, teen pregnancy that could have been spent up front getting the young people on the right track uh, with the uh, jobs and education supports. We found those, if they have summer jobs, even more likely to go back to school Uh, at the end of the summer. And so giving uh, young people uh, opportunities, constructive things to do with their time has been shown to uh, significantly reduce crime. So we know that uh, summer jobs reduce the social pathology that occurs with disconnected youth. And uh, it's just a matter of making the uh, investment. So what do the county commissioners, the mayors, the local officials say to you about their communities in this problem when they come to see you there in your office in Washington? Well, summer jobs aren't free, and, um, you know, city and county uh, governments are always strapped for funds, and to the extent that they can have some support, they can get young people off the street and into constructive activities. Uh, Once they get into constructive activities, they're much more likely to stay on the right track. We found that those who are disconnected youth without these opportunities, uh, long-term, make a lot less money during their lifetime than those who have had summer jobs and uh, job opportunities uh, while they're young. Once, once they're disconnected, it's, uh, you, you really need to do something to make sure they don't continue to drift because we're going to see them in uh, one way or the other. So, Congressman, let's be realistic about the climate in the House these days because I spend a lot of time there, too. I don't know a lot of Republicans who are in the majority who are itching to throw $5.5 billion at any problem, really. They'll spend money if they have to, but it's grudging. Do you have any real, realistic hopes for getting passage uh, while the Republicans are in the majority and President Trump 
is in the White House? Well, well it's five billion over um, four years, and four years we'll spend about a hundred billion dollars in terms of uh, social pathology, teen pregnancy, incarceration, uh, mostly. And and so yeah, you're right. They might not want to spend five billion, but they end up spending a hundred billion dollars. Right. But at the same time, here we are in an era where a former senator is now Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who says he's intent on reversing even some of the reforms that have been achieved so far in criminal justice reform, incarceration. It would seem like the general direction of incarceration and justice is going in the opposite direction of the kind of upfront investments that you're talking about. And that's right. And I, and, and I, I... My, my job is to de- debate the strategy I'm promoting, and that job is, to, I guess, to promote the strategy they're promoting. And if they think it makes more sense to spend $100 billion after the fact rather than $5 billion up front that can significantly reduce the long-term expenditures, then um, uh, hopefully the public will notice what the debate is all about. Uh, you're talking about disconnected youth, young people on the street, prime targets for gang uh, recruitment, prime targets for teen pregnancy and and crime and delinquency, who will be costing the government lots of money. If we invest in them now, we can significantly reduce uh, the amount of money we'll spend later. Now, if they want to wait and spend uh, uh, much more later, that's the decision they'll have to justify. But we need to uh, have the debate, and I think the Opening Doors for Youth Act will create that debate. Congressman, have you been able to show that this is also a significant problem in rural areas? I imagine a lot of the Republicans that you talk to might say, hey, Bobby, it's great even if I could justify spending the money. This is a city problem. Tell me this affects my community. Well, actually, it's uh, more of a problem in rural areas than urban areas. We keep uh, making the the, the argument. I mean, a lot of initiatives uh, don't go very far the first year or two you introduce it. But I think the point is you have to make the, you have to have the debate. They can promote their ideas and, and I'll promote mine. And, and I think as people hear the debate and look at the numbers, that we have a choice of reducing crime and saving money or wasting the taxpayers' money, codifying a bunch of simple-minded slogans and sound bites, uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see who wins. So far, unfortunately, the slogans and sound bites have been carrying the day. Congressman Bobby Scott is the senior Democrat on the Education and Workforce Committee in the House. He represents Virginia's 3rd Congressional District. Congressman, thank you. Thank you.